Now presenting. And I'm so sick of people saying that that love is just all a woman is fit for. I'm so sick of it. The Cinema Chicks Podcast. Maybe I'm one of those people that has always wanted to do it, but it's like a pipe dream. Totally by guess. Snap out of it. Starring Hope Johansson. I'm not a poet. I'm just a woman. And Madeline Rancourt. Yeah, Call me Ladybird like Christine. you said you would. Hi, I'm Hope. Hi, I'm Madeline. And we are the Cinema Chicks. We're so excited to talk today about the Golden Globe Award nominations that came out earlier this week. The Golden Globes are going to be taking place on February 28th and premiering 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBC. And I just realized this, the event's going to be hosted by Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, who hosted 2013, 2014, and 2015. So very exciting. I'm so excited. I love them. So now we're going to break down all of our thoughts on these nominations in all of these categories, but for full disclosure and transparency, we have not seen all of these films or television shows yet. So we're going off our biased gut reactions based on what we've seen and who we like and the talk of the town. So let's get into it. Absolutely. Hope, let's start with, I think what would be the biggest category, best motion picture drama, which I think is pretty interesting at the Golden Globes, how they have different categories for the different genres. And I think I like it because honestly, some films like musicals or comedies, which is the other category that they have for movies um, at the Golden Globes, they don't really have a chance at other award shows because they're mm-hmm. not a drama and they're not like high stakes and it's not like gripping and stuff like that. So I think that's where they kind of set themselves apart is they award TV shows as well and they have different genres. So let's start with drama. First nominated is The Father, then Mank, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. This is an interesting category and I am I am super torn between wanting to root for Nomadland and Promising Young Woman. Me too. Me too. I so actually the father has Anthony Hopkins and and Olivia Coleman. I'm I want to see it so bad, but it's the thing is is unfortunately this year and part of the reason why we haven't seen all of these is I mean this year was I think we all know this year was different when it came to film and television things didn't have theatrical releases the father i believe the people that i know of that have seen it they had access to it at film festivals and i had looked into it and Mm. i mean it immediately sold out so i believe it's supposed to be released soon um but it is sony picture classic and trademark films so i'm sure that they you know, are kind of waiting to get a little bit, a little bigger of a release, but I'm not sure when that's going to be able to happen. But then Mank is on Netflix as well. Nomadland. Mm-hmm. I saw at the New York Film Festival, which I've, I've talked about on the podcast. She says it's not available anywhere. Okay. So that's another hard thing is I've heard so many people talk about how like the films that are nominated and stuff like that. It's, it's almost like nobody has access to even see it so that's that's difficult but I mean understandable for this year right and then the things that like we do have access to 
that got nominated was like, in my opinion, the stuff that came the bottom of the barrel. You yeah. Know, it was really kind of like trash stuff. But you know what? We'll get into it as we go <laughs> on. This year is just kind of a bit of a dumpster fire, but it's fine, I guess. I guess that just perfectly represents what 2020 was to all yeah. of us. And the award shows were like, we have to give them what they lived through. We have to give them crazy. Uh, right, right. Then you have Promising Young Woman, which you can rent on multiple services for $20, which I highly, highly recommend. And we will be reviewing reviewing very soon on the podcast. And then The Trial of Chicago 7, which is on Netflix. I've been wanting to watch Aaron Sorkin. I've heard it's very good, but... I have too. And I read... I get The Hollywood Reporter and I read the roundtable article with Aaron Sorkin and the cast talking about it and I was like oh my gosh this looks so good I'm so excited and then I just still haven't watched it because I'm a terrible person but it's fine (laughs) I had a few friends who were extras in it and like apparently it was just a lot of court scenes which isn't super my Mm -hmm. thing but I mean Aaron Sorkin is an amazing amazing writer so I'm I'm sure it's it's very well done. And Eddie Redmayne's in it, which I love him. And love Sasha him. Baron Cohen. So I need to I need to watch that. But for me, best motion picture drama, I also am really rooting for Promising Young Woman and Nomadland. The others I've heard good things about, but I need to do a little bit more investigating to kind of figure out what I think should win. But Honestly, I'm really rooting for those two. They both have female directors. And I think it'd be really great to see one of those win. I agree. That's what I'm here for. All right. Next up, we are looking at best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama. For this category, we have Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Andra Day for The United States versus Billie Holiday. Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman. Frances McDormand for Nomadland and Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. I'm really rooting for Carrie Mulligan and Promising Young Woman. I gotta say, like, her performance literally hoped down to her fingers. Like, she's doing this little tapping thing with them. Just everything was so specific. And, oh, I'm watching that film, like, I think also coming from an actor's perspective that was just such a performance where I was like this is first of all such an interesting role and Mm -hmm. I'm really rooting for her I think she did an amazing job and I'd love to see her get some more recognition at the awards I I think I'm rooting for her too I am a tried and true Frances McDormand Mm. stan I love her with every fiber of my being and I want everything for her but I I definitely think this is such a different role for Carrie Mulligan that she did so excellently that she needs that, that little golden globe and everybody else too is fantastic. I mean, it's a standout category this year, but I think Carrie Mulligan takes the cake. Then we have best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama. Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins, The Father, Gary Oldman, Mank, and Tahar Rahim for The Mauritanian. I'm going Riz Ahmed all the way. Sound of Metal was a standout film for him as well. I, yeah, it, Riz Ahmed. I'm done. going for Riz Ahmed as well. 
I, once again, would love to see the father because just in the trailer, Anthony Hopkins, he's, I, I believe his character has dementia and it just seemed really, really heartbreaking. So I would love to see that. I think that he might have a chance there. But in a way, I'd also love to see Chadwick Boseman because I think the tribute that they would give him would be really, really beautiful right. and would love to see that so but he is nominated in other categories and also at the SAG Awards he I think just broke the record for the most nominations because he got some for his other films and his other work so there there is still more for Chadwick Boseman within the rest of the award show season so that's very exciting definitely okay up next is best motion picture for musical or comedy we have Borat subsequent movie film Hamilton, music, Palm Springs, and the prom. Okay, talk about hot men mm-hmm, central. Mm-hmm. I oh god. I first of all, the first thought, I'm very disappointed about music. I haven't seen it. I won't be seeing it. If anybody doesn't know, it's a film created by Sia. It is starring Kate Hudson, Leslie Odom Jr., and Maddie Ziegler. And Maddie Ziegler plays a I believe a young autistic girl and there has been a lot a lot of controversy around it rightfully so because apparently it was based on a child that Sia met during AA the translator's child who had autism and I guess Maddie Ziegler for her preparation for the role apparently she watched a lot of videos on YouTube of children with autism which has had a lot of backlash in the community because a lot of these videos Videos are posted without the child's consent and it's videos of them having an, an episode or a tantrum and that's not real representation and I'm, I'm just I'm disappointed that after all the talk that that was getting at least my friends maybe maybe it's just in the the community that I'm in but I mean I was seeing a lot of talk about people boycotting it and sort of blacklisting Sia and stuff like that so the fact that it's nominated for a Golden Globe now yikes I mean I can't imagine how people must feel I don't know if it's true or if it was edited but also some girl had tweeted that she's an actor with autism and she was saying like I would have auditioned for the role like why didn't you cast somebody actually with autism and Sia said something back like you can't act or Maybe you're not a good enough actor. It it's just a lot of a lot of mess there. And the fact that the Golden Globes is giving this recognition, I think, is really cheap. I absolutely agree. I don't know why is a film community the Golden Globes would support the portrayal of an autistic person that by a non-autistic person, because there are fantastic autistic actors and models and musicians whatever Sia's weird fascination with Maddie Ziegler is and having her be like her muse for everything uh, it's gotta end at some point like it's always kind of freaked me out but this kind of 
takes it over the edge for me. Sia did come out with an apology yesterday, I believe. She said, I'm sorry, I promise I have been listening. And now the movie will premiere with a warning ahead of it that says music in no way condones or recommends the use of restraint on autistic people. Oh my god. There are autistic occupational therapists that specialize in sensory processing who can be consulted to explain safe ways to provide proprioceptive deep pressure feedback to help with meltdown safely. So I guess that's something. Sia says she also intends to remove the restraint scenes from all future printings and she says she just listened to the wrong people and it was it should have been my responsibility to research this better and I didn't oh I I don't really accept that apology I'm mad about it especially having people in my own family with special needs like I don't I don't think it's cool under any circumstances and I am mad at Hollywood why would you support this well that's the thing is like obviously Sia should take credit for this but at the end of the day it is a huge team of people who all signed on to this project and it's disappointing to see people like Kate Hudson and Maddie Ziegler and Leslie Odom Jr. who also you know are Mm -hmm. are part of this obviously a major motion picture like this there's a lot of people that were involved you know there's makeup there's extras there's set design there's all the producers you know there's so many people that knew what was going on yet and said yes exactly exactly and I mean I understand it's a business and sometimes you're taking a job because it pays but I think it's disappointing that this is like the kind of art that's being funded right now and is in support of that. So long story, not so short. I'm disappointed that this got a nomination. The other films, I didn't see the prom. I'm not really interested in seeing it, honestly. <laughs> Palm Springs, I started. I know a lot of people like it. I personally, I liked you it. liked it? Okay. I, I do. I'll have to give that more of a shot. I started it this week and I'm really not one to like, start it and then stop like I really try and not do that but I kind of have a hard time with these like repetitive day movies I'm like okay I got it can we like get out of this scenario now but that's probably just me with my own frustration of like oh my god just speed it up already so Hamilton I love I think it's very weird that it's nominated I understand it was a movie I don't musical know why yeah I mean it's it's a filming of a live musical I didn't think that was equal to being a musical motion picture but um, and it's interesting I guess that's cool exactly and it's interesting because this isn't the first time that's been done I mean you think of like the recording of cats or falsettos I mean there's so there's so many cats I say the staged recording not the new not not the release from last year but I mean I grew up watching that that was like an actual recording of a production and maybe this is kind of going to open up more doors I can't say I'm super upset about it because where Broadway is hurting so badly right now I mean any press for it I think is is good yes bottom line I think I'm I'm kind of indifferent towards this category but if I have to pick I'm hoping it's Borat or Palm Springs because the other three are just like all a little problematic for being there absolutely absolutely Next, we have okay. best performance by an actress in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. First, we have Maria Baklova in Borat's subsequent movie film, Kate Hudson in music, Michelle Pfeiffer in French Exit, Rosamund okay. Pike in I Care A Lot, and Miss Anya Taylor-Joy in Emma. I am rooting for Anya Taylor-Joy and Emma so, so hard. 
I'm excited to see I Care A Lot. It hasn't come out yet on Netflix, I believe it's going to be on, which I'm very excited to see. You know my thoughts on music. I'm disappointed that Kate Hudson signed up for that. Unfortunately, I haven't seen Borat's subsequent movie film, but I'm sure Maria was hilarious in it. So really? funny. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's, it's you know, like, kind of dumb, scary comedy, but, like, she she does it yeah. so well, and it's she is a great match for Sasha Baron Oh, that's Baron Cohen. great. Michelle Pfeiffer in French Exit, though. That was another film I saw at the New York Film Festival. And honestly, like nothing about that performance was like, oh my God, like this is noteworthy. So once again, I feel like this is sort of, she got this nomination because this is the awards of films that came out in 2020. And agreed. Had it been any other year, I don't think she would have gotten this. So that's what I'm going to say on that. Agreed. 100%. Next up, we have best performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. Sasha Baron Cohen for Borat's subsequent movie film, James Corden for The Prom, Lin-Manuel Miranda for Hamilton, Dev Patel for The Personal History of David Copperfield, and Andy Samberg for Palm Springs. I am confused why Lin-Manuel Miranda is the only person from Hamilton nominated. I think that was just kind of like a cheap throw that they felt like they had to give him because he's like, they're like, oh my gosh, he's so fabulous. Which like, <laughs> he is, he is a smart, brilliant man who came up with this life altering Broadway musical that's changed the history of Broadway forever. But I don't think we had to throw him a nom. Anyway, I am rooting for Dev Patel because I am in love with him. And I really wanted to see the personal history of David Copperfield, but it came out like right on the cusp of like going into the pandemic or something last year. Right. And like, I never got around to it. And then it went to like video on demand. So I never saw it. And I don't, I don't know where it exists now, but this is, I am solely basing this on my biased love for Dev Patel. Next, we have best motion picture animated, The Croods, A New Age, Onward, Over the Moon, Soul and Wolfwalkers. Onward, I enjoyed, but Soul, I really, really hope wins. I haven't seen the others because, quite honestly, I'm not like a huge animated film fan. I, I love it and I appreciate it, but it's not the first movie that I like run to go see, especially like The Croods. And, and some of these are, I think, children's movies, but that doesn't mean that they're mm-hmm. not great. The Croods, I will root for because Emma Stone. But <laughs> aside from yes. that, I really would love to see soul win and onward might be cool to see win because i believe tina faye's the mom in it and she's hosting so that might be a little bit cool but other than that i'm really really rooting for soul watched it during christmas break and i love it i love it i agree i agree and the next category we're covering is best director for a motion picture we have Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman, David Fincher for Mank, Regina King for One Night in Miami, Aaron Sorkin for The Trial of the Chicago 7, and Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Uh, first of all, three out of five are women. Hello. <laughs> I'm very, Thank very you. excited about that. I mean, we, we're only asking for the little things and how many years has it taken yeah, now? Yeah, and like, I feel like in the past years, it's really only been like Greta Gerwig, Sofia Coppola. We're like, it's great to see that, but it's been not even recognizing some others. It's been like, oh well, these are like the few like great female directors. Very excited to see that. 
Emerald Fennel, I did not realize this, Promising Young Woman was her second film. I know, and she's actually primarily an actor and a screenwriter, and she stars on The Crown as Camilla, as, as the other woman. Of the love of Charles's life. Oh, and she's in the so, Danish girl. Okay. Yes, yeah, she's also in the Danish girl. She's amazing. And she was a huge star in the UK for being on mm-hmm. um, Call the Midwife. So I am obsessed with her because that's also kind of like the track record I'm looking for in my own career to be actress, same. writer, director, jack of all trades, mm-hmm. which is the same as Regina King. I love her with all of my heart. I wish I could be as cool as her one day. But then I also am so happy for Chloe because she is more of an indie filmmaker. She is very unconventional, almost very like anti-Hollywood. So the fact that she is nominated as well and her, her film is nominated and she's also nominated for Best Screenplay, that makes me very happy because it makes me think the industry is becoming more open-minded and more accepting of unconventional systems and styles I- of making film. <laughs> the The men here are good too. Aaron Sorkin, I, I love the West Wing. Yeah. We've already talked about this, but I am I, I, like genuine, unbiased opinion. I think the women have stronger directorial I agree. performances. Than I agree. The men. Then we're moving on to Best Screenplay Motion Picture, Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman, Jack Fincher for Mank, Aaron Sorkin for The Trial of the Chicago 7, Florence Zeller and Christopher Hampton for The Father, and yeah. Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. I'm excited about this because a lot of these are director and writer. I love that. I for the longest time, I've always been like, but maybe this is also just me coming from my personal perspective and experiences. But if I wrote something, I want to direct it because when I'm writing, I have such an idea yes. of how I want it to be done. And that's probably also me being a control freak. But I think it's very interesting. I'm excited about this category. I would love to see Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Women. Watching this, the structure of mm-hmm. this film is incredible. I was on the edge of my seat. I didn't really know what was going to happen next, but it like almost in a horror sense, but it's not really a horror film. So that was incredible. Aaron Sorkin's an amazing writer, so I'm sure that deserves a lot of talk as well. But Chloe Zhao's Nomadland, it was very unconventional, like you said. And a lot of it was dealing with real life people and I believe some improv. So I think seeing that recognition like you said for something that's a little bit outside of the box for Hollywood would be really great a lot of young artists are starting to look at things in a more unconventional way especially given the times that we're in and you know production isn't happening like how it usually would so I think that would kind of be groundbreaking so honestly I'm rooting for Chloe in this. Next up, we are moving over to television. We have best television series for drama. We've got The Crown, Lovecraft Country, The Mandalorian, Ozark, and Ratched. I, in this category, it's just very interesting to see Netflix has three nominations, Disney Plus, and then HBO. Had it been a couple of years ago, HBO really would have been the only one to have had this it's interesting to see nominations for disney plus that's 
you know, if, if they get this, I mean, that's going to be even more street cred that they're going to have. Ratchet? I don't know. I watched it. I enjoyed it. But something about Ryan Murphy's shows, I'll be honest, they just almost have this, <laughs> like, we threw a lot of money into this sort of feel to me. And, I mean, they're big, big, big productions. So I think I'd like to see Ozark or The Crown. I think that was their last season, if I'm not wrong. So... I mean, I always love yes, to see was. a big win for the last season, like Shit's Creek, you know, which is coming up soon. So I think it'd be nice to see Ozark or the Crown, probably. I agree. I also did love Lovecraft Country, though, and that's another very outside of the box kind of sci-fi horror, but also period piece, which I thought was super cool, but I'm kind of expecting the Crown to get it because this past season was... Mm, really good (laughs) and I think that was something a lot of people could really sink their teeth into and a lot of viewers have lived during that time and were so connected to that story so I think a lot going for that as well next we have best television series musical or comedy Emily in Paris The Flight Attendant The Great Schitt's Creek and Ted Lasso once again yeah a big sigh that yeah tell me why Emily in Paris I watched I want I don't even know if I made it through a full episode I've got to be honest. It felt very CW to me and and I don't mean that in a good way. And it just <laughs> once again had it not been this year, I don't think it would have ever gotten the recognition that it's apparently getting. And it's really frustrating because it got nominated over some other shows that I think really deserve the recognition and yeah. I think in this category, I'd like to see Shit's Creek because it's their last season and go out with Bang. But yeah, disappointed in this category overall. I'm expecting Shit's Creek to win. I think we all are. Thank God. Because if there was any potential for Emily in Paris to actually win something, I would, I would be so confused. I made it, I think, through half the season. Because I was, you know, like sitting home alone one day eating goldfish (laughs) on the couch. And I was like, I have nothing to do and nothing to live for. So maybe I can just like look at pretty Paris scenery and it'll make me feel better. Um, Didn't really didn't really work. Honestly, the only reason I think Emily in Paris was nominated besides the fact that we're in like crazy pandemic year is that Darren Starr is the creator, Mm. producer, writer yeah. who created Sex in the City. And I think that was kind of like the obligatory nod to him. It's like, yes, right. sir, we still like you. Especially You're with still in the, the club. But it was but bad. It was bad. Especially with the new Sex in the City little spinoff thing coming out soon. I, yeah, that might have been just a Hollywood plug or whatever. But Emily in Paris was bad. I had a lot of hope for it as well because Guilty as Charged, I love Sex in the City. I'm obsessed with Paris and I was really excited for it and it's fashion and the fashion, the, the, first of all, that was disgusting. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah, it was bad. I'm disappointed. The Flight Attendant, my parents actually watched. They recommended. So I will be watching that. The Great, I heard, if you liked Bridgerton, which also people have been like, why wasn't Bridgerton nominated? But I'm not positive it was eligible. I don't think it was either. I've seen yeah. the great. I love the great. But I 
it's it's written by the same man who wrote the favorite <gasps> so it's like oh the favorite, my gosh okay that's funny. all you needed to say i'm literally gonna watch that right when we're done <laughs> i lo- i i really do love it l fanning is fantastic in it i think it's super fun i think it might get more buzz had it been another year but it's good i do want to take a moment of silence though because zoe's extraordinary playlist was not nominated jane levy was nominated for best performance for it but i am obsessed with this show it is so fresh it is so innovative it is fun and funny and irreverent I love it so much. The cast is fantastic. Everyone is so talented. And the fact that the only aspect of this show that got nominated was Jane Levy makes me sick. And I, this better all be fixed by next year. <laughs> I need to, I think I need to watch that show because apparently I'm like her character. So I'd, I'd like to watch that. But Catherine O'Hara for best performance of an actress in a television series I think I'd like to see her win, especially it's her last chance for Schitt's Creek. Next up, we have Best Television Limited Series, Anthology Series, or Motion Picture Mm -hmm. Made for Television. We've got Normal People, The Queen's Gambit, Small Acts, The Undoing, and Unorthodox. Oh, gosh. This is a... This is a packed category, and honestly, when looking at the nominations, I think this was the one that I'm honestly most excited to see what wins. Huge fan of Normal People. Huge fan of The Queen's Gambit. I haven't seen Small Acts. I would like to. The Undoing, I really, really enjoyed. And Unorthodox, I think that's going to be the one that I hope wins. Because honestly, it's such a groundbreaking series about this young girl, (laughs) quite literally, becoming unorthodox. I would like to see Unorthodox because I think it was covering a subject that was really, really interesting and brought light to some interesting issues that I think a lot of the world maybe doesn't know as much about. My parents also watched that and I watched it and like my parents you know we don't live in a community near Orthodox Jews and just seeing you know it's obviously a portrayal of them on TV but seeing their rituals and the strict regimen that they live in and stuff like that it was very interesting to see and I would love to see it get some recognition I would too especially since they got nothing at the Emmys I think yeah this would be a nice nod but this is a hot category and I'm kind of mad that Mrs. America wasn't nominated that mm. I'm ashamed but I love Mrs. America so much I thought it was so good but yeah I think I'm rooting for unorthodox with the queen's gambit as my honorable mention I agree that those are really really good picks and that wraps it up so at the end of the day Mank and the crown come out on top in their respective categories with six nominations each which I find really surprising I think a lot of stuff got skipped over yeah I don't know it's just kind of a hot mess what do you think Madeline I agree I'm very interested to see how this all goes down also in my head like I'm just imagining them all in that room together but that's not the reality like they're all gonna be at home which is good that's safe but yeah I'm just interested to see how this all happens also I feel like the nominations came out pretty close to the actual event happening so I think there's gonna continue being some talk about it and some speculation obviously like what we're doing today but 
I mean, we'll know the winners pretty soon. And I think it'll be an interesting setup to what the Oscars is going to bring. And I think this year with the Oscars, it's really going to be quite different. We've already seen the Emmys at home. That was very interesting. And to see the Golden Globes and the SAG Awards and Oscars and People's Choice, all of those happen. It's going to be an interesting season. I'm really sad that the Globes won't be in person since you just mentioned like seeing that ballroom because I love seeing all of those celebrities drunk together and (laughs) just making complete fools of themselves I I love it so much it feeds my soul (laughs) so I'm curious to see what it's gonna look like this year in more ways than one and that's a wrap thanks for listening everyone we'll catch you on the next episode of the cinema chicks i'm so glad we had that talk thank you so much thank you thank you thank you thank you so much (laughs) 